0: The M-Store where they're all Grizz all the time.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: It's four o'clock. Welcome to Tutela Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! No. Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Back in the saddle after a very nice vacation. But are we returning to football? And one NFL team needs a new name. It is to Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state, much of which I've seen in the last 10 days or so, I might add, very happily. Great to be back with you, though. Happy to be back in the studio, back on the radio, back on the internet. Hello 1029espn.com you listen live on the stream all the time the stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank your local bank your opportunity if you'd like to pick up your phone and call you can do that as well 361 3688 the phone number 361 3688 the phone number all guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. Coulter and I are back. What have we been up to? A small discussion. We going to, you know, you know, I don't want to, have to be too mysterious about this thing. It's not like we went to the Dakotas or something. Uh, we also uh, will get into some football stuff. The Ivy League announced it will not have fall sports, at least in the fall. The Patriot League today announcing a full cancellation of fall sports. What does that mean there? How isolated are those leagues, those conferences, compared to other conferences at the FCS level? And then, of course, at the FBS level, we will get into that a little bit, try and follow the money to some extent as well. Top of the hour, NBA, Russell Westbrook has contracted the coronavirus. That is uh, the biggest name yet in the NBA to to have the virus. He got it prior to going to the bubble, Uh, so... You know, it, uh, no cases as of yet from within the bubble, which looks like things are going... How many beers have we seen drank in the bubble over there? Uh, different guys taking taking their turns post-practice, you know, and beers. It's pretty good.
0: There's a couple pieces of unintentional comedy coming out of the bubble. I mean, Joel Embiid, his eating habits have been... Um, <laughs> It's been a part of the narrative because if anybody that's ever seen a picture of Joel Embiid before he went to Kansas, when he had just come to America from Africa, I mean, He's seven, one, like 150 pounds, <laughs> a far cry from what he is now. I mean, yeah. he's put on, uh, I mean, how much, 80, 100 pounds since he first came to the United States? Probably. He and looks,
1: I mean, he's look, he looks great. Oh, I mean, he looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's
0: one of the great physical specimens, but there's all, always been the narrative of how much he eats, mm-hmm. how often he eats, and his varying levels of nutritious choices. Yes. He's the type of guy that can do chicken and rice then go to McDonald's yeah. and then have dinner yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> but his you know his his tweets about the food that they're providing him have just been so funny because he's just like, dude, I'm so hungry. You have to give me more food. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so we will we will get into that. We will also get into a couple of other things today. Uh, Darby, uh, now former head football coach Jeff Snavely officially resigned. What was on Friday? Is that this when this came
0: was, out now? on uh, June 10th? Okay. So yeah, I guess that's July. From, July, July 10th. July,
1: yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, the embattled coach uh, of Darby High School, who had been uh, reprimanded, was suspended for a year without pay, among other things. Is officially now uh, resign will no longer be the head coach either now or in the future of the Derby football team so we'll touch on that a little bit and the Washington DC football team is now for the time being somewhat officially the Washington DC football team as they have decided uh, that being Daniel Snyder amidst uh, a change of heart, which follows the money, which we will get into. Uh, a, a name change of the formerly now Washington Redskins, where they will now select a new team name and a new logo. Uh, and so we will get into that a little bit as well. So there you go. That and all of you and so very much more. Q and Nuon is back on the radio and happy to be here, happy to be with all of you. Before we take one step further, we do something every week around here. And since we weren't here last week, we didn't Mm -hmm. get to do it. So now we get to do it on a Monday. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful day. We're headed into a beautiful week. I went to the Florence Coffee Company earlier today. I brought you your standard iced Americano. Much appreciated. Need it big time today. I got for myself, however of cool and refreshing item that I have never had before. It's a Bellini soda. Okay. Now, I have Italian sodas on occasion, which I enjoy. Uh Uh-huh. Italian sodas, their flavor comes from the syrup. You know what you use in the flavored syrups that you get in the coffees? This comes from actual, like, compressed fruit. It's like fruit compote. And then they do the carbonated water, a little bit of cream, and you are living. It's, It's like a... It's a quasi-ish smoothie, and I have been nursing this thing. I wanted this to be gone in about four seconds after I got it. I knew I had to make it to showtime with this thing. I'm very happy with my mixed berry bellini soda. Boys and girls, it's warm out. It's a Monday. Maybe you can't sleep in tomorrow. Maybe you got no job like me, and you can sleep (laughs) in as long as you want. You go ahead and get yourself to a Florence Coffee Company coffee uh, kiosk right now and get your afternoon, get your week started right with the Florence Coffee Company, sponsors of our Florence Coffee Company, coffee break.
0: A plus to Florence Coffee for their uh, creativity. They're always coming out with new drinks, and it's not like they're it's just lovely. like making their version of something that some other coffee shop has. They're coming up with like brand new drinks all the time.
1: Nailed it. So uh, if I if I disappear for a while, it's because I'm drinking that <laughs> Uh
0: Coulter. Nice to see you, man. I know. Good to see you. So for people out there listening that maybe aren't in the loop, Ryan and I were both on vacation last week. Mm -hmm. We did not see each other. We did not hang out one time. No, we didn't. I did do my normal call him every day to go play golf, and he did his normal either don't answer or give the phone to his wife. And uh, so no, no golf for us.
1: I left Missoula Thursday evening heading into Fourth of July weekend. I returned to Missoula. This morning, Mm. that is maximizing your vacation right there. Yeah, it is. So, uh, and uh, it was nice. I was up at the Flathead for a little bit, I was on the Rocky Mountain front. Oh, man. I mean, you talk about open spaces, you know what I mean? It is, we occupy here in Missoula, we occupy this unbelievable intersection where, depending on where you're coming from, it's a small, quaint village in the woods. Or it is a metropolis. Right. And uh, I've been on both sides of that thing, returning to Missoula, and uh, it is bustling compared to being the only building that there is probably in five miles in any direction that you might go. That's where I was outposted with no connection, no nothing, in the middle of a field looking up at a sheer rock face of the Rocky Mountain front, and it was glorious for several days. I was in uh, a very happy place, and I must say, I'm still in a good mood. I'm floating from this. Also, I did something, Coulter, that I've never done before on wow. this trip. Wow. What, you ready what, for what this? You said, this? well, what's one thing? What I don't know if I learned this about myself, but one thing I did... <laughs> You're not going to believe me. I, I, okay, did you do yoga or something? No, I didn't. I've done <laughs> yoga before. I mean, I've, how'd that go? I, it I mean,
0: I think you should try it some more because it might go better and it might actually make your life better.
1: I I struggle to tie my shoes. I, so I know. <laughs> I need what I just need is Velcro. Uh, <laughs> You know the what I did? The day that
0: you start wearing your Velcro hiking boots is just going to be the day where you are not allowed to be shown on TV from any
1: form or fashion except for chest up. I mean, uh, this is what all the future movies have, right? Like these self-tying, self-Velcroing shoes. Where's that technology? You still got to tie these things? This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? Tell me. Never done it before. I caught a fish. You did? I did. On you my own, Fishing and caught a fish. I was... I was I was not somebody else yanking it and giving it to me. Hmm. Not a thing where I was standing there watching somebody and claiming it was mm-hmm. mine. This fish that I pulled out of the Flathead Lake, it could have been a full five inches. <laughs> and I did it all on my own with my own deal and the thing. And I got it and I pulled it right up. And I fortunately didn't have to take it off the hook. It jumped off the hook and landed on the the, the, the dock. And then I, I held it up and carried it around like a trophy, and then I released it back into the wild.
0: Has there been anything that's been more negatively impacted than fishing stories by the rise of technology?
1: What, now? Because we Forever all, and ever, w- we you, always, know?
0: you always used to be able to tell a story and say, yeah. Yeah, everybody's fish was always 10 times bigger than what it actually was. When you're telling the story to your dad, or your grandpa, whatever. Now, that's the term, fish story. Exactly. Now, everybody just has pictures i themselves. didn't even take
1: a picture but i got no reason to lie i'm in no competition whatsoever <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered if it, i caught a shark or if i caught that thing so let me ask you throw. this
0: now that you caught a fish yeah are you gonna go try to catch another fish
1: you know i did and mm. and i didn't mm. i tried and i did not i was not successful and i was i was very quickly bored again so i mean you know no
0: yeah it's interesting you and i both are on the same page when it comes to
1: the the fishing i was i I like floating and i like rowing that's the thing i've never really fished on the river like Mm. you know in a raft where you're floating down the thing Mm -hmm. i've floated the river i don't know how many times that's great fun yeah i imagine outside of the accidental hook yourself thing that it's probably fun to fish while you're rafting so i could i think i could get into that but you know why ruin rafting with fishing that's what i say just float on so, there you go. That was my vacation. Speaking of the Rocky Mountain Front, I always wonder to myself,
0: is so majestic, Yes. period. Yeah. And even if you've been here your whole life, and I've only been up to where you were, that neck of the woods, only a couple times. Yeah. Um, but I always wonder what the experience was like for the very first people that were the non-Indigenous people that are coming across the country when you get to Montana, like when you get to the crown of the continent from Waterton, up past Glacier, down through where we live Colorado, in the Missoula Mizzou- yeah. Valley. But the crown of the continent, I mean, yeah. basically goes to the Bitterroot, yeah, down right, through the Bitterroot, right. right? After you'd just been in, in North Dakota during the winter, and then this is where you get to, I mean, th- that's... I can't even imagine what the visual
1: was like. Well, I can. Remarkable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a stunning... It is a stunning place. Well, it's we, it's, we,
0: it's, it's we, like the uh, Lewis and Clark journals, right? When they first were sending the th- the journals back, you know, they were they were writing them and then sending them back to report, and people that were reading them were like, "You guys are just making this up." Here's the thing: there's not all these animals everywhere. There's not all these this,
1: Here, this barren wilderness. The, the thing that I don't understand is when you get to that spot, how you go, "Oh yeah, we can get through that." Like what? What's I mean, I realize you've been gone, I don't know how many... I don't know how long the Lewis and Clark, you know, cross continent. I, I believe it was four... It's going be several years, Maybe five right? years. You've crossed... It took you two and a half years to get from the Mississippi to central slash western Montana. And then you get this wall of granite in front of you. <laughs> and you go, and you don't turn around? I mean... Give, give a yeah, I mean, w- tip of the cap. One of the most underrated athletic
0: accomplishments in all of human history is that they rode <laughs> up the Missouri River. They rode up it all the way, all the way to the ocean. They didn't get the current well, going towards. You, know, the, you
1: can't ride row up the Missouri well, to the all the ocean. way. All
0: the way to the Continental Divide. Yes. But you don't get
1: any reprieve till the Continental Divide. That is a lot of rowing. And I would argue that's not reprieve. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a problem. What did you do? Oh man, yeah. I uh, I
0: didn't. Did I leave Missoula County? I did. I drove out to Tarkio one day just okay. so I had to say I go hang by the river, skip yep. some rocks. Very good. Um, but you mostly drove to Tarkio
1: to go rock skipping. Well,
0: because I just like that stretch of the river, man. Okay. I just wanted I wanted to see what the gorge was looking like because I I got some buddies that are making late summer trips, and I want to try to figure out a way to to float that thing. But I also had heard that it was ripping like so 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 hard still, which is Atypical, given that it's mid-July, so yes, I wanted to just go check it out. Um, I had one of my best friends was in town. She's been living abroad in Australia for several years. I had not seen her in a long, long time, and she was just happened to be here uh, every day of the duration of my vacation. How about that, so we went up to Flathead over Very the fourth. Good. That was awesome. Yeah, How little... many
1: rounds of golf
0: did you play? You know, you're actually going to be surprised by this. I only played 81 holes. I had a, st- really? I had a stated goal of playing 240, but I, I thought
1: for sure you'd be in the mid-one. a bit.
0: Yeah. High. Yeah. No, I played, uh, I played Missoula Country Club uh, July 3rd. Okay. And then I played um, Cana River one time last week. Played the Ranch Club one time last week. Played the university course for the first time. There you go. In a little while. So you made the tour. Yep. Did you see the, the tournament yesterday? I did not. I was seeing on Twitter, I was having. I have always loved my job more than almost anybody I've ever known. I love yeah. doing sports journalism and doing what we do together. I love it. It's great. I would never am like, oh, I hate it. I can't believe I have to go to work. I was actually having real return from vacation anxiety yesterday. I was. Because.
1: Because just you coming back, the, the opportunity to play so much golf or do what you wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, and, and just like— And you knew you I were going to see me.
0: The weather's so nice, and the news while we were gone, unfortunately, was like mostly bad. And uh, I don't know, just hiking and grilling
1: every day is it's pretty much— Well, enough with that. Let's get into some bad news next.
0: Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place.
1: Our first meal was made better as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage and the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it.
0: We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch.
1: It would be short everything uh, (laughs) they have a bunch of different varieties of spices as we know uh they are local from the state of montana shoto shout out original alpine touch and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it.
0: AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce some sunflower seeds – you're there. free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer big mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana. special spice.
1: No Ivy League. No Patriot League in the fall. The first two dominoes to fall, or are they dominoes at all? It is Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. At Gus Tutel on Twitter. Did not do much tweeting in the last 10 days, must say. If you're going to be out, be out. You know what I mean? Get all in or get all out. That's what I say. Well, I'm, I'm all out. And now I'm back all in. At 102.9 ESPN and at... Scotland Sports MT are your respective Twitter handles. All right, Coulter. Uh, well, one thing to clarify from the Sports Center there too: it mentions the
0: Army and Navy are in the Patriot League, which is true for all sports but football. The academies play independently in football because they're FBS.
1: Uh, thank you. Yes, very good. But it,
0: it is it is influential, though, that there is the military influence within that league for all the fall sports that have been canceled that are not football.
1: The Patriot League comes the closest to affecting uh, the Big Sky Conference when it comes to football, insofar as the Patriot League does have an auto-bid into the FCS playoffs. So at least one team that would have been one of a, what is normally 24-team slate Will not be the winner of the Patriot League, so that's the thing that here on July the thirteenth we know for sure. Here is a question for you: The Ivy League doing what it does, and by the way, the Ivy League does what it does. I mean, irrespective of just about anything else going on at all all the time. It's the only
0: truly autonomous league they, they, in, the, in the country. They
1: are the. That's exactly. They, right. I mean,
0: they canceled their their league tournament the for basketball. I think almost two full weeks before Judgment Day, as we will now remember it for the pandemic hit,
1: people I think look at the Ivy League and think, "Oh, you know, they're, you know, what? A, what a, I don't know. I think they think different things when they you talk about. Well, they, they don't allow their football teams to compete in the postseason, you know, under the auspices of the academics and that scheduling and so forth and so on. And you know, the Ivy League, whether it's got, you know, what sort of on, on one hand. It's esteemed as the high academic institutions that they are, and on another hand, somewhat derided, depending on who you are about, you know, maybe something like arrogance or whatever. Sure. All I'm going to say about them being truly autonomous is this. They're autonomous because they are utterly and completely financial independent of any other thing that is out there. They got... More it's, it's, money it's exactly than right. you can hand, you know, like you could ever imagine, that, and exactly good right. for them for being able to do it because they don't need any sport to do anything for them to just keep doing what they do as as well as it's done anywhere in the world.
0: The, the argument and the cliche of the the athletic department is the front porch to your university. That is an at least semi valid argument with almost every single institution of higher learning that offers Division One college sports. The the only league that it's not. True in is the Ivy League. Harvard and Yale don't need football to market their brands at all. And like you said, I mean, I think that, I think of the original Ivies, I, I mean, we look at the, we think of the Ivy now, Ivy Y, but the original Ivies, it was an IV. That's why they were called the Ivies because there was four of them. But I believe that all four of the original Ivies have $1.5 billion endowments or more. And you're talking about Harvard and Yale $2 billion endowments, you could argue that the endowment at Ohio State is a great percentage of it c- has come from at least second-handedly sports. You can't make that argument when it comes to Harvard and Yale and Princeton no. and Dartmouth. And so uh, that's why they are able to, to operate autonomously. But I just think this is going to be interesting to see because it's more than just the, the money and entertainment sides of this. They are on the forefront because of the science portion of this. And I'm just so interested to see what, on one hand, I think, what scientists would you rather listen to than Harvard and Yale? That seems pretty impactful. That's probably the guys you want to listen to. On the other hand, though, I do think that they don't face the same challenges. They can just cancel football, and it's not going to decimate their college like if Mo- university of montana cannot play football that's going to be a gigantic blow on a, to an already struggling university
1: yeah uh, the, so when the ivy league goes and, and does what they does i think people go okay well you know the ivy league always does what it does when the right. patriot league comes in and does it now you're one step closer to like okay well this is something that is going from something that has basically no impact right. on say the big sky to something that has a small indirect impact potentially on the big sky or on fcs football in general Mm -hmm. but also perhaps a harbinger i don't know but they the the statement that was put out was very cut and dry didn't go on and on explanation it just said in the interest of safety we're not playing sports in the fall that's it that's all and then again, like we mentioned in the in the news read, the military institutions of, of Navy, Army and Navy, which are in the FBS for football anyways, as you pointed out, are uh, are also sort of autonomous even within the scope of the conference because they are the military institutions. And so if they choose to play sports in, in some form or fashion, then, then that is a decision they can independently make.
0: The way this is going to affect the teams from the Big Sky first and foremost is that, the like you mentioned, the Patriot League does have an auto bid to the FBS CS playoffs, So there's only 10 auto bids to the FCS playoffs as it stands currently. So you're losing a full 10% of the auto bids by the Patriot League removing themselves. The other thing is that the Patriot League is just now become fully funded in terms of being able to have 63 full scholarships. And I don't know if there's I think there might even still be some teams that are not fully funded yet in the Patriot League. It's the same thing with the American East those schools they are also clustered together that it's very rare that they take more than one or two plane trips a year. I mean, we've seen when schools like Bryant and Monmouth and schools back East come out here and they talk about how, I mean, this is like a historical moment for their school because they've never played in the mountain time zone. They've never even played outside of the Northeast. Yeah. And so because of that though, they also can cancel with way less, financial repercussions this is the this is going to be the biggest issue that the true powerhouse fcs schools face is that first of all how is this going to impact the playoffs to me losing an auto bid means you're going to automatically have to reduce the playoff field i think they should go back to at least what they used to do, I think, between 2012 and 2016 when it was a 20-team field. But if they went back, if the FCS decided to go back, and this is all hypothetical, assuming that schools can even play.
1: There is nothing but hypothetical No, left. No
0: doubt, no doubt. But I would think that this year more than any other year, I, I would just love to see them go back to the 16-team play. I think it makes it a lot more simple. But I also think it can make the games a lot more competitive. Because you and I talked the week before we went on vacation that – And right now, winning the Big Sky has really lost its allure because of the – ironically, because the league has been so good the last couple years, all you got to do is get fourth place in the Big Sky. You might get a playoff seed and a bye, and you could make a run all the way to the Final Four. It happened last year with Montana State. So, um, but the – I mean – Pairing down the playoff field then could make the Missouri Valley, the Colonial Athletic Association, and the Big Sky, even that much more competitive because now you have to be top two teams in the league to get that. You know, to, if you don't get the auto bid, you have to basically
1: be in the mix. So, you think though that the auto bid should still be granted? Even that's in a that's a, and that's another inter,
0: that's another interesting question. I
1: mean, we, we we can cross that bridge if and when we get to it. But I think part of the reason that they did expand it is because they expanded the auto bids and a lot of. Of the lesser, uh, you know, the have-nots, conferences are getting teams in that win their conference that are still not nationally competitive, and that's why you're seeing some blowouts in those first-round games because their are teams that actually won their conference that are still getting in that that may still get in even in a 16-team format. Uh, let's and, let's talk about what
0: I think is actually way more impactful to the big sky. Okay, let's hear it. And that and that's what happened at the FBS level last week. The Big Ten led the way so we're only going to play we're going to play conference only games for all fall sports across the board that means the cancellation of non-conference games so that means not only the cancellation of i think it was in michigan was going to play who auburn is that right yeah michigan had a big sec game i i, I can't remember and notre dame notre dame right so those games are gone that's mm-hmm. impactful to those schools financially but again to to it back the the powerhouse schools in the FCS are the ones that are actually in the toughest situations because it's just like if you run a four or five star restaurant, restaurant, like restaurant management, 101 tells you that being half full is the worst case scenario. You should just be closed or you need 75 to 80% capacity. If you're going to make the big prime rib, you got to sell the big prime rib. You can't just throw the big prime rib away. It's the same thing for Montana, Montana State, North Dakota State. Having 10,000 fans in the stadium is not worth it. It's not worth it. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose millions of dollars. And so that's going to be the, I mean, again, it's easier for schools like Harvard and Yale to put an axe to something because it's not this huge financial downfall. But as we know, Montana, Montana State, they both do play money games from time to time. The Grizz played at Oregon last year. Got themselves a nice, I think, $675,000 payday. The Cats were supposed to play their second game of the year this year in Salt Lake City against the University of Utah. The $675,000 payday they were about to get was going to be the biggest payday that an FCS school got from an FBS program. That's twofold. One, because you got respect from Utah to, to buy that game, but also it's a somewhat regional rivalry. I mean, you go all the way back to the skyline conference days before the big sky when Utah and, and Montana, Montana State used to be in the same league. So you have a little, I mean, you're going to have Montana State fans going down there. So, but that game being canceled, it's its a bummer for the Cats. That's, a, I mean, $675,000 out of the budget. It's a setback. You're going to have to figure out a way to make it up with home games, but it's the other non-conference games just ask for the you big sky a, schools that are going to kill them. Let me ask you a question before we get into those. Sure. Things
2: blackfoot communications we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24 7 support we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step blackfoot is here to help call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more
1: Normally, if a school, particularly the hosting school that's writing the check to the other school to come cancels a game on them, right? then they are still beholden to pay that or at least a significant percentage of that. Is all of that off the board because this is a situation that isn't just, oh, Utah decided to opt out on its own, but this is a, a, a conference-wide decision and obviously a global viral situation that is being had where that, where something like the acts of God rider undermines any guarantees that were in there for opting out of a paid game.
0: That's exactly it. And that's, that's why this is going to be so detrimental to the teams in the big sky. Because like you said, if, if a FBS late in the process wants to pivot and play a different game and they buy them out, you still have to pay the buyout. There's a situation where Northern Colorado was supposed to go to Florida like the you know how the SEC schools oftentimes second to last or last game of the regular season, they schedule an yep. FCS because they wanna have a tune up before they play their big rivalry game or mm-hmm. before they play in the SEC championship game. Northern Colorado was supposed to go to Florida, but then a hurricane hit. But even though that is a quote unquote act of God, Northern Colorado still got paid a percentage of that. I don't really I can't remember what the, the loophole was or what the reason why was, but they did get some money from it. Whereas In this situation, especially because it's happening before the season, uh, here's the clause in the contract. It says, if the game is called off due to uncontrollable forces, the school shall share equally in all reasonable financial costs or obligations arising as a direct result of the uncontrollable event. Reasons for cancellations include unusual circumstances beyond the school's reasonable control, including acts of God, acts of nature, or acts of any regularity. Or any regulatory governing body. So, and,
1: and the sharing of expenses presumes like a team showed up, and all of a sudden the lightning storm broke out. And right. now they can't play the football game. Right. So then, you know, sorry, you're going to have to get yourself back to wherever you came from, or something like right. that. Right. So yeah. this
0: is basically just a full on cancellation, which yep. which just means that
1: that's it. That's it's it. just what it is. Yeah. It's what it yeah. is.
0: Getting into the rest of the big schedule because, like, like we say. It's going to be such a tough balancing act for the Montana schools. Yeah. But they do, if they can find out the formula, you know, in an ideal world to play games in front of the maximum number of fans that they deem to be safe, they could still maybe get by. This is going to have ramifications around the rest of the league, though, that are pretty dire. Okay. Because... Yeah, most of the teams in the league are operating on fractions of the budget that Montana, Montana State are operating on. They don't produce nearly the revenue. They don't have nearly the resources at their disposal. Right. They need to play money games. Playing at an FBS or playing at two FBSs is oftentimes for the majority of the league more financially beneficial than playing home games. Portland State is the number one team that comes to mind. Portland State has been playing their games at Hillsboro Stadium, a high school stadium. They don't really have a home. They also, though, because they're in a huge metropolitan area, they can easily and pretty affordably get to most of the places in the Pac-12. So they've traditionally played multiple Pac-12 yeah. games every year. But when you're talking about a uh, football program that gets 70% or more of their... Um, of their money from institutional subsidization, well, now you're talking about, and then you're talking about a school like Portland State where their president has already said five years ago, you have to become at least closer to sustainable on your own, well, then when you take away Portland State at Oregon State, which is a $400,000 payday, you're talking about impacting a huge percentage right. of the football budget revenue. So here's the other games that have been canceled and the money that's going to cost the schools. Northern Arizona at Arizona State, that's $518,000 down the drain. Portland State at Arizona, 550000 And then they also have the Oregon State game. So Portland State, $950,000. And I bet you that their football program's operating on between a two point five to $3 million budget. So when you're talking about almost a million dollars gone, that's a full one-third of the budget. That's going to kill Portland State. We'll Cal-
1: have to ask Bruce Barnum, but I feel like he will have something to say about it.
0: And indeed he will. Cal Poly at Cal, $625,000. That's the same payday that Sac State was supposed to get at Washington. Idaho at Washington State, which is not only a, a payday that the Vandals need, but also, I mean, it's the battle for the Palouse. They're regional and traditional rivals. That's... Yeah gone 550,000. And there's also a bunch of matchups with mountain West teams. And we'll see if the mountain West follows suit with the PAC 12 or not. But if that becomes the case,
1: that's going to be tough on the big sky schools as well. Can I just clarify something for you? That Portland state, Oregon state game. You're sure that's not Portland state paying, paying Oregon state, right? <laughs> Shots fired. Oh man. Is that too me? Is that me? I don't know. Just want right. to check it out. Sue tell one is one Oh two nine ESPN radio. SWX Montana television. Uh, Further, one other, you know, again, just just what it is, reality, but Stanford has cut 11 varsity sports. Now, this is a school that also doesn't need the money. No doubt. But have chosen to do this, and I'm not, I, I don't know what the impetus for it is. You know, if it's not financial or if it's not wholly financial, perhaps it's in part financial and maybe it's just, Stanford has had, Every collegiate varsity sport that exists at the NC two A level, you know, at their university, that's rare. I think Ohio State and Stanford are the only two. That's it. So, but eleven. I think there's only thirty. I think there's only 36. thirty. Is it thirty six? Thirty six. Yeah. So you're talking about uh, almost a third. Yeah. Of the sports gone at Stanford. Yeah. That is. That's a lot. I, I think it's um, probably a, a
0: mitigation decision as much as anything because when you talk about having that many sports, most of the teams in the Pac-12 do not offer a variety of those sports. So you don't have these regional... It's not like you can you play. have to, you have to play an inter, you have to play a national schedule basically yeah or if it's a sport where you're not literally playing but you know what I'm saying like but if it's you got to go it's
1: you the Washington right. Huskies and 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 right Penn
0: and like rowing and stuff yes. so so I think it's probably more that they just didn't want those student athletes to have to travel all over the place yeah
1: yeah that may, maybe, or, or maybe
0: so. you know be coming back to campus after traveling all over the place I don't know I, I thought that was a a big shocker and one other one worth noting uh, the NJCAA, that's the National Junior College Athletic Association, they pushed football back to the spring as well.
1: Okay. So Will um, the Big Sky have football this fall? No. You don't think so?
0: No. I think that they're I mean I don't I don't want to You don't know this for I'm not asking. I don't, you, I don't, you. I don't know. This, I don't I'm know, asking you what I don't you know think. this. I, I I think that I think that because the the power schools in the big sky, it is so important to have People in the stands, Montana, Montana State, man, they have to have people in the stands. And I don't think you can have, we're not going to be able to have a gathering of 15,000 people in Missoula in September. We're not. And so, but because of that, you cannot cancel it because that will it will be doomsday. It will decimate the league. The league will be done. The league will be over because most of the schools in the league will have to drop football. So I think they're going to try to delay it as much as they possibly can and have football... They're gonna the 2020 season, I believe, will be played. I just don't think it's gonna happen in 2020.
1: It's two tell new two 1029 ESPN radio, SWX Montana television. Um, Tommy Evans walked in here, our steam producer, engineer, and so forth. Uh, said that he set the linoleum on his house at his house on fire Saturday. Uh, I want to know more, and I believe the people of this fine state want to know more, and we're going to find out w- w- more right after this. Hey, the Silver Slipper, they're open. You want some good news? There it is. The Silver Sl- Slipper is open, not just for delivery, not just for pickup, but for sit-down service. they made some changes to help keep everyone safe and healthy. The patio is open, so enjoy the beautiful weather outside. They're also doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses so stop in and ask your bartender how you can win things are changing all the time so go like the silver slipper on facebook for the most up-to-the-minute information plus they have the friendliest staff in town even in the midst of a national crisis at the silver slipper it's all about great food tasty beverages and their urge to have a good time so visit the com for more info stop by today to see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets there across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf, and nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. Burning down the house indeed. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. That goes to Tell at 1029 ESPN, Skyline Sports MT. Streaming at 1029 ESPN.com on YouTube, on the podcast. That's pretty much all of them. Tommy, um, we've been gone for over a week, in fact. When you include the Fourth of July holiday early, early out uh, the week before,
3: you realize how much effort you two take when you're not yeah. here. Yeah, I do. I felt like I had a vacation for the week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, you're you. welcome. And now you're back. And well,
0: you know, it, it, this is a so be a great precursor to when we turn this into uh, Art Bell Radio in the afternoons. You t- you already
3: have that. <laughs>
1: You told me, uh, Tommy, at some point, you were describing to me where you live, and uh, and we were talking, and I was just trying to clarify. I was like, okay, yeah, well, I know where it is, and there's like a couple, and you're like, yeah, there's a couple little spots, and then I was like, okay, well, there's this one, and there's this one. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's that one, and I was like, oh, I've been in that house. <laughs> I, I've been in that house. This is going back probably three, four residents prior to you, but yeah. I've been in that house. So I know your house a little bit, Okay. Uh, and it's got a linoleum floor in the kitchen. Oh, should I say this differently? It had a <laughs> linoleum floor in the That's kitchen. Right. That's right. And you set it on fire. I did. Why'd you do that? Well,
3: it starts off with the beginning of last week. And my <laughs> lovely cohabitant of this particular residence yes. said, what do you want to do tonight? I said, I want to clean up. I don't want to have to do chores all weekend. This was going back. To Monday. Yeah. All right, well, what if we did X, Y, Z instead? Okay, that's cool. I was overruled. And the similar thing happened on Tuesday. So you Tuesday. did not clean up. We didn't okay. clean a thing. And yeah. then it happened again <laughs> on Tuesday. and happened again on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And I left this place with such just total joy to go home and have to do stuff. But guess what? I found the same pile of dishes, the same laundry, the same, you know, things that needed to be attended to. And it's like, here we go again all weekend. I'm going to clean my house, you know, yeah. which is cool. I guess. And it, so it we, cool. yeah, we go through and we do all this cleaning and I get done with the kitchen and my lovely life partner says, man, I'm so hungry. Would you please make me some of your famous stir fry with the sesame seeds? The last thing I want to do <laughs> the is sesame cook. seeds. Yeah. It's a very special recipe if you okay. don't know. And so I thought, you know what? Fine. I will cook. You'll do it. The stir fry. Okay. And then I'm so, not doing anything else. And poor Coulter, in the meantime, said, we got to get together and talk about stuff. I'm like, I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> <laughs> I just rejected him two or three times. So, so I get out, and I have this wok. It's a historic wok. I bought it four or five years ago. It's a cast iron wok. Wow, okay. I fry things a in the wok. cast
1: iron wok. Yeah, huh? yeah. It's
3: got a lot of weight to it. Yeah. And the flavor is just incredible. You can make a soup. You can deep fry things. Now is this one, now a
1: wok comes and it's got kind of a ring stand that it sits in normally, something like that. And then you got fire underneath that.
3: That is correct. I don't have fire. I have a $20 electric vintage stove. Okay. So I just plop it right on the burner. Crank the heat So it's up. on the burner,
1: but it's an element burner. That's right. Okay. That's right. It's an element burner. This is good. It's important to get your, the, the, the whole visual here. I got to have it. Okay.
3: Okay. So I start usually heating the wok up about 20 minutes prior to adding oil or food or whatever it may be.
1: Got to have the wok hot. You got to have a hot wok. Yeah, you It's do. imperative that you have heat. You got to have high heat. You know how Coulter has a hot wok? He just walks. <laughs> Where do you come up with this? Well, I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, I keep working I on it. I just watch it. We him. might be doing uh, touring stand-up comedy here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. That's a terrible thought. So, <laughs> 10 I minutes get, goes by. Yeah, do you, you know have any stories I have to tell? I could make fun of myself for a full two-year comedy <laughs> tour. <laughs> you could. You really
1: could. And you do every day on this the All right. The full so, the thing, so it's hot. It's been heating up. It's, now, it's hot, and you're ready to go.
3: Well, but what you got to understand is typically I look for the smoke. That's the indicator that it's time to start cooking and okay. throwing stuff into the wok.
1: Okay. So
3: I was waiting for the smoke tap and waiting for the smoke, moving about the house, and I didn't really see it. I thought, oh, well, maybe my element sometimes gets shifted and it doesn't turn on. Mm. So you, you can, you know, you yeah. a little dial high yeah. and yeah. there's no heat coming out of it. So I thought that's what had happened. And I grabbed it and, and kind of slid it back. And I'm not really sure if it was like a fire starting thing. Like a, you know, flint. like a flint and stone is that thing? what you're I looking for? I don't know what yeah.
1: exactly happened. What did you grab? The handle of the wok. Mm. Was, Which is all cast iron?
3: No, it's like a plastic heat-resistant okay. okay. heat dispersing thing. Okay, so
1: that wasn't a danger, presumably. No, not at all.
3: So I grabbed it and pulled it back, and the bottom, like all this collected grease on my wok went whoosh
1: boom and I got flames shooting up to the ceiling so you 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 had a spark sliding your 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 walk off of this ring right. somehow that's my best understanding and it and exploded the grease that was the in
3: your walk collected grease I don't wash the walk <laughs> no. it's just a filthy gross piece of cast iron that I use for everything right So there's grease <laughs> everywhere this is a true story <laughs> So I'm going, oh, my God. And I've had a lot of small kitchen fires, man. All
1: right.
3: (laughs) They're usually contained to a pot or pan. And you pop the oven open and slide it in there and and let it, you know, snuff itself out. (laughs) And today was different. What a solution. I went nuts. I think I've pickled myself (laughs) because I'm holding the wok and the flames are going.
1: Are they burning up? It, is it in the walk? Is it contained inside of the walk? Like the flame around the bottom of the walk, coming outside. Out. All the okay. grease has just okay. like ignited. So tipped over the so edge. Yeah. What,
0: what's yeah. the, what's, really the, what's high. the witness doing in this situation?
3: There isn't one yet. Oh, because the doily where the little plant sits by the stove is starting to melt. It's like dripping plastic. I'm like I have a, f- I have a real fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding the walk out, and I go, "Help! Help me! Get something!" And Rachel comes running out. She goes, "Oh my god!" I'm going, Yeah, think? And I thought, I've got to get a towel. I've got to get a wet towel, and I've got to throw it over this thing and, and snuff it out that way. So I take the walk, and I go, and I set it down in the middle of the kitchen floor. You, set, off,
1: you set your hot walk on your
3: linoleum burning from floor. from the bottom, set it down on the floor. This is the stupidest thing I, that, have, yeah, I have ever done. Yeah, I will say, now, it's easy to panic in situations but that was dumb. It was so stupid. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the bathroom hunched over the tub and I've got a towel running and I flick the 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 thing and the shower water's soaking the back of my head. I'm trying to get the the towels wet so I can put this fire yeah, out. And Rachel's yeah. going, "It's a fire! It's a fire! It's a fire!" So I go running back out whoosh, and I throw the towels down and she goes, "Tommy, the floor!" I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even think about the floor." Pick it up and like It looks like a piece of fabric where the linoleum had affixed itself to the bottom of the walk, and I'm lifting it up, and my floor's going like this, like like I'm just coming up with
1: You're picking up a, yes, the top of a tent is coming up, stuck to the bottom, molten to the bottom of this walk. Right, exactly. So now my walk's
3: covered in burnt plastic. It'll be a really incredible taste on that stir-fry moving forward. What about the floor? Well, I'm supposed to renew my lease in two weeks. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, can you replace this linoleum for me? I mean, Tommy. Can you do this? No. I don't know what I'm going to do. I know a guy. I always know a guy. I'm never that guy, though.
0: I mean, I'm absolutely screwed. I
1: mean, I don't think it's that hard to know a guy who does linoleum. That's you know, there's a lot of linoleum out there, a lot of people that have done it, but I am not that person. I uh, believe in you. No, you don't. Believe me. I, I, I guarantee you, whatever state it's in right now post fire, <laughs> is a better scenario than the one that it would be post to tell. So that's what happened to me on Saturday. Well, uh so what what did anything else? You didn't catch, burn yourself, did yeah. you? Yeah. Did you get I didn't hurt? get burned at all?
0: So one of, one of my buddies in college, uh, he then became a traveling nurse. So he goes all over the world, nice, stay in six to eight weeks, different hospitals. Yeah. He was once stationed though in Salt Lake City at the burn hospital. Ooh, such horrific stories. The worst story I ever heard though. Right, really, you want to do the worst one? Oh, absolutely. Why would you stop this from happening? But somebody was flipping the bacon. And accidentally flipped the thing over, yeah. and somehow this managed to get on the bottom of their feet, burned the bottom of their feet <laughs> off. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you didn't get burned. Thanks. Yeah, it's a miracle. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad that would hurt?
1: Having bacon, burnt bacon stuck to the bottom of your yeah, it, would, it would hurt. <laughs>
3: I mean, just cut my feet off. That sounds horrific. It's a small price to pay for bacon. One of the great joys (laughs) of of the the world. Well, Tommy, be careful when you're
0: cooking.
1: Tommy, I wish you the best. I'm glad, I'm I'm glad no
0: living thing died. It's no, way easier to laugh at you. You didn't set off an alarm? House.
3: You didn't set off an alarm? Well, that's what I'm going to say to my property manager. Right. Like, well, well,
1: I didn't know we had a fire because I didn't hear anything. <laughs> that was a faulty smoke alarm. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't listen to this show. Maybe he's one of the two people that doesn't listen. <laughs> it's 2Tel one it's 102.9 ESPN Radio. Thank you, Tommy. Back to producing the show, if you would. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We're going to get into Jeff Snavely, his official resignation from the Derby uh, football team. The Washington football team, professionally, the NFL team, now needs a new name as a change of heart or a change of head or both. Uh, have come to Daniel Snyder, so we'll get into that. And Russell Westbrook has coronavirus. What does this mean if anything, for the NBA and where are we at with the NBA in the bubble. So all of that straight ahead in hour number two, boys and girls don't cook at home. Okay. We've had a great demonstration of why that's a bad idea. Go to the silver slipper. The silver slipper is open again for sit down service. They've made some change to help keep everyone safe and healthy. Also, the patio is open. You can sit outside, enjoy the beautiful weather. And they are also, how about this, doing weekly giveaways to local golf courses. So get in there, ask your bartender about it. They'll tell you how to win free golf. Things are changing all the time. So like the Silver Slipper on Facebook for the most up-to-the-minute information and go there for the friendliest staff in town all the time. For the Silver Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty beverages, and their urge to have a good time. Online at silverslipperlounge.com for more info. They're across the street from Super Walmart on Brooks, so stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best kept secrets.